0: Welcome to episode 12 of season five of The Roar. My name is Logan, and uh, Matt is still force feeding children pudding. So he can't be with us for the next uh, probably couple weeks here. And
1: stinks or dinks or something. He's having some
0: kinky, kinky, shrinky, dinky time.
1: That's what it was. He said that he's like, These these kids are making crafts and they're making what are they called? Shrinkies? Shrinky dinks.
0: I did look it up
1: and then didn't really look at it.
0: But he said that
1: like, so like, hey, everybody knows what this is. And I was thrown completely off by it.
0: So they just make tiny figurines. I don't do children. So this isn't really my wheelhouse here. (laughs) All right. So let's, uh, we have a lot that's happened in the last week, which is just absurd. The transfer window is bussing. Is that the right use of that term? Is that the right that is, is that is, term?
1: I mean, this is definitely this, this, um, this transfer window is absolutely bussing
0: right now. Um, it's bussing, bussing. And just it, this, I mean, it was already like a pretty pivotal transfer window just from the DK stuff. And now we've thrown in already have a new left back and, uh, Mueller may leave. So some curveballs, some, some positives. So what I'd like to do. Is let's talk about Emmanuel Moss first, because I think everybody, this is a promising signing, has some repercussions for the roster, uh, especially with potentially some exits coming through. What's What's your thoughts, though, getting 32-year-old Argentine left back from Boca Juniors, arguably top three club in this hemisphere, but he is on the back end of his career, only signed on for six months guaranteed? I mean, like...
1: It's six months, you know. Like it, how it really cannot be that bad. Like even if he literally pulls a mutino and is hurt for the entire six months, I'm not hoping that happens. But at least at the end of it, it was like, okay, that was a failed experiment, but it was only six months. But on the opposite end, I feel I feel good. I feel like I'm excited. Like I, I think that 32 is like old when you're playing in like a really high level, like Boca Juniors, like in the Premier League, like anywhere. But when you're coming to MLS, like you can be you look at Nani, you can be on the back end of your career and still have a serious impact. Um, I mean, look at, literally look at every big player that's ever come over, Schweinsteiger, Rooney, Kaka. Like they've all had impacts and they've all been older than him. So for me, it's just like I'm excited to have a guy that I'm constantly had back there consistently be able to make starts um and the other thing is maybe i'm looking at this room but i'm excited to go back to having kyle smith as like a bench piece that can like slot in across the back line um, i know that sucks for him to be getting his minutes cut but if i'm the manager i'm the, I, I sit him down and i'm just like dude like you've done literally every single thing we could ask for and you I will always do right by you but just ride the pine for a little bit here it's for the good of the team and I think also gonna he's a professional I think he'll be able to do it
0: yeah I mean I obviously the team as a whole has not been super great the past week first back-to-back regular season losses and for Pereja in Orlando uh, he rarely I went back through his history at Dallas too and he just rarely has like strings of losses well which obviously that's great but a little frustrating, you know, the team hasn't been playing super well. And I think part of that is the fullbacks just aren't good enough to start week in and week out. Like Kyle Smith, for all the positives he's done, he doesn't get forward. He's basically a tiny center back playing wide. You know, he's he's just a solid he's, defender. A, he's a
1: defender first. He's a defender first.
0: Absolutely. And like, but he's so much of a defender first that he doesn't even really get forward into the opposing half very often. And part of that's because our offense our midfield hasn't really been doing too hot either. Um, so we don't really have the possession and the uh, ability to kind of push forward. But, you know, like you said, he's a solid piece, did everything he could have done, but he's really like, for this team to reach the heights that it wants to reach, which will It may like sacrifice some money to reach. Kyle Smith cannot be a starter. And Joao Mutinho, especially with the new MRI is probably, I think you can count him out. Have we seen the last of Joao? Like may like, will he play more than five games in purple? Yeah, Yeah, I think I think if Moss pans out, obviously we have an option for next year. We can pick it up and keep him. But I think uh, I think we're probably going to be searching for a new left back in the winter, which is kind of sad. But like he hasn't played so much that I kind of forget that he's on the team sometimes. Like he's just continuously not available. Alex is playing with himself in the corner. Oh, now he can hear me. (laughs)
1: hello now i can now i can hear you yeah, yeah so i don't know what the end of that what the end of your sentence was um but i yeah we're definitely going to have to be looking for a left back moutinho has just literally shown just being completely unable um to play consistent minutes
0: oh no? yeah i hear you okay now you can hear me yeah
1: okay. the internet so yeah oh, fuck, i don't know i don't know what it is but uh basically uh Cut all of this out because what I just like I probably it probably recorded what I just said and I would imagine that that's probably gonna-
0: yeah I heard you. So he is our first incoming of the window with the expected exit of DK. He shouldn't be the last. So here's the wrinkle. Okay, with the new rules, we cannot open up an international spot after the July seventh without like trading the player or losing a player that's an international. Um, We also don't know who the internationals are technically because we were able to sign Moss, even though publicly we have 10 internationals and 10 international spots. Orlando City Communications, in all of their glory and wisdom, have not made that public knowledge. Uh, But a club who would deny that a player on loan was on loan. Really, I don't know if you can expect anything out of them. So somebody has a green card who knows if it's more than one somebody that's a big wrinkle though when you need to potentially replace cheap domestic players like DK and maybe Mueller who you don't really get cap hit back from and you don't get an international spot so you have to look in the domestic market or you have to trade for an international spot potentially over market value
1: yeah and that's the tough spot that you put yourself in when you force yourself to have Not to have to, because I feel like everybody has some sort of holes they need to fill in this transfer window. But like when you have ones as big as what we have, that's when you kind of your feet are on the fire because everybody knows what's happening. You know, everybody knows you need to make moves. So they're going to play hardball when you're trying to make moves with them. Um, And that's just the situation we're in right now, unfortunately.
0: Let's talk about some exits, though. We have already had two players leave, which we needed to bring in. Moss. Um Mateus Ayas left on loan. So he will uh, be gone probably for the rest of time. He's he's not coming back to Real oh, Oviedo. I don't I don't think anybody really cares. Now that he's like time in Orlando is done though, where does he rank like worst signings in club history?
1: I don't think I, we, we had this conversation when it was like first, when not when it first happened, cause it's kind of just been happening ever since he came in. But like when it really became apparent, like this is a crossroads that is like, mm-hmm. we're going to have to fix this sooner rather than later. When we were talking, you said, I don't know if it's bad, but it's definitely the weirdest. And that's what to me it is. It's just like, it's almost as if it's like you get up to the, it's like you get like you you're with somebody, um, for, like, however many years, you get married, you walk down the aisle, and you kiss her, good for you, leave, and then the minute you leave, like, you're completely different people, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, did you not have a conversation before this happened? Like, I just don't get the situation.
0: So it sounds like a Vegas wedding to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. What, what's that movie with Cameron Diaz and uh, Ashton Kutcher? What happens in Vegas? Okay. Movie.
0: Uh, I mean, like, it's just like, he, he gets into town, he can't, he isn't cleared for, like, a month and then he plays once, technically has a goal against Atlanta because he was in the wrong place at the right time, then is asking out two months after that, doesn't get a move, plays two games, and gets loaned. <laughs>
1: is it bad, though? I feel like it's just weird because bad would mean that it – I mean, it. I guess it, should, it made a difference to the way the club handled different situations, like obviously bringing him in means we didn't bring somebody else in, but – it, i don't really feel like there was negative impact that like broadly
0: the only big thing is the international spot i don't know it, like i feel like he had unrealistic expectations placed on him by the fan base just because of when he was signed and the like obviously the club's gonna going the club is gonna hype up every signing they bring in right like so it's not a surprise that they were really talking up on um but i think because we needed a striker when we brought him in a lot of people fed into that a little bit more. And then everybody's surprised. And then people were like, but Real Oviedo is a good team. I'm like, they're Segunda Liga. Like, that's where he was. That's where he's going back to. It's not really like a he he made a lateral move. And because he was here for such a short amount of time, it didn't hurt his stock too much. I don't know. It's I, I don't really care that he's gone. But Emmanuel Moss is a hundred percent better use of an international spot than that guy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we we think so far, we hope.
0: But just the fact that he plays left back is better.
1: I don't know. I at this point in time, you're
0: right. Yeah. All right. then another loanee that left for technically the remainder of the season. We could end the loan at any time. Is Derek Dodson, striker we took eighth overall in the super draft, traded up to get that spot to take him. Uh he has played in two matches, played not even 180 minutes. He's played one half and and I don't even know if he's played full 90. Two goals. Scored the winner against the Rowdies. That's a big bonus. Man of the match in his debut is a pro. I was a little concerned about this when he got loaned out because I don't know if you know this, but we have two strikers right now because Ius left and now Dodson's gone, and one of them's Pato who has played 60 minutes, and the other's Tasho. So I don't know. So we're literally
1: in the same position that we were when we got ice <laughs> Like Pretty much. It went, it went. It went. It went like it was like striker depth with heat was here, super low, and then it just went, whoa, this is sick, and then just all of a sudden it went right back into the it. They-
0: yeah, because DK's on uh, with the US, and who knows if he's ever coming back. And so it's like, all right, so now we've got five strikers. Whoa, now we've got one and, a ha- one and an injured striker. Oh shit! So I was like, if this dude's getting loaned out, like very clearly, he's not cut- cutting it because he wasn't even beating IS out, and Ius obviously was not going to see the field. Now obviously he's young, but this is this is promising. I mean, what what do you think of Dodson? We haven't seen him in purple. Top, the top-ish pick. Probably drafted him a little high, but he's producing on the wing too. He's playing wide,
1: which is exciting because we don't have people that can play the wing. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's just like anybody that can come up and and anybody, anybody. I don't give a shit if you're forty-five years old. If you could score goals, you have a place on this team. Like this team, like it feels almost like. I feel like these past two losses have been like the worst defensive showing I've seen from this team in a long time. And it's weird because usually like when we lose, it's because we didn't score enough goals. Like it's always like 1-0 or 2-1 or something like that. But like it just feels as though we're going to need to score more goals. Like we need to. Like we need to go out. I know we had the game a couple weeks ago where we scored, what we scored, five. Four.
0: yeah we trashed uh san jose was it yeah, yeah yeah
1: and like we i just want more consistency but i feel like you can never ask for consistency in this league because but honestly i i, I feel like we're on being negative right now but then i just realized we're also in second because we're on second place in the east so after two bad losses and the only team that has played less games than us is nycfc and they're like four points behind us like what if and we're coming up we have to, but like we have to go into toronto and smack them like there's no question
0: and we're actually going into toronto it's uh yeah. canada's opened is up it, like, the matches um I'm, yeah so dumb that? hey you want to open you want
1: to open a country back up so people can go to, to sporting events like a week and a half after the biggest event in our favorite sport is over and one of our teams was in it like the fuck should just let them in the Stanley Cup what the hell are you doing it now for it's just the dumbest thing
0: well I saw somebody comment and they were like how do I get a job for uh Toronto FC because apparently that's the only way I'm going to get back into Canada like there's a Canadian who's stranded here and I can't <laughs> get it um I don't know I I, I it's interesting because you always see like who's played the easiest schedules and we're up there like we have not played a super tough schedule and the, the good teams that we've played we have not taken a ton of points off of so, like, I don't think we're a bad team, but I do think that like the poor performances from Pereira, um, the midfield kind of struggling. Like, Urso has been more cold than hot lately. Um, Uri was hurt; is obviously not fully fit. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I feel like if we hit a if we hit a stretch run here, like obviously we've got some time to kind of work our way up to full gear but there's definitely a little concern for me that uh, the hot start is maybe not as hot as it appears to be. Like, obviously this is a playoff team. Obviously it's a very good team. Obviously this team can win a cup, but I do wonder like if we're actually elite or if we're just very good against weaker competition.
1: I feel like it's, I mean, I definitely agree with you that like the team definitely has holes and it could be better. And I expect them to fill those holes and the one and Moss is one step towards that. But you can only be who's in front of you. You know what I mean? So like when we come into when we start playing the tougher teams, this team's just gonna have to nut up and do it. Um so that remains to be seen if that happens. But I also really feel like confident in this team if they can get into the playoffs. Like I feel like last year we genuinely were not ready. But this year, if we can plug in the right pieces and hopefully get a little bit deeper at Striker as we go forward, I oh, don't know, man. I think that this there's there's a there's like a a, a semi-final possibility for sure and maybe squeak it into the
0: final. Uh like that I mean, yeah, this team has the firepower to be able to do that right now. The, the big crux, like the big climax is going to be the DK situation, right? If we don't replace him or if Pato, even if Pato's that guy who will replace him, if he's not good enough, the ceiling drops like 10 stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Moss helps it, but like Pereira looks like he's like over the hill. You know what I mean? Like he's not awful, but he's definitely not having the same performance as he did the past couple of years. Nani notably goes cold for some stretches. Matt Doyle will bring it up every fucking 10 minutes that Nani does anything well. Um, And, you know, you have to admit that even though he went and scored like six goals in seven games, there are going to be a couple of stretches where he's not going to score. And he's not going to be able to put the team on his back.
1: That's what he does. That's literally his career at Orlando City.
0: Yeah. And so, like, obviously, if he's on, he can put the team on his back. He can win the game by himself almost. Um, defense, solid. Galicia is coming back. Center backs are here, you know. With Moss, with Huan, hopefully coming back. Like the the defense feels good. Halliday stepped in, did well, you know, as well as you can ask for an eighteen year old. Um, The midfield, I think, is a concern. Obviously, Urso, I think, is just a little struggle busting right now. Pereira, I don't, I don't really trust him getting back on, like full full go. And then you have the attack, which right now, probably our best bet, probably the best third of the team, would you say? like, If you had to rank them, attack, midfield, defense, What's where are we strongest?
1: It's so hard because I lump Gaiese into the defense. Yeah, no, absolutely, by all means.
0: She's so, part like,
1: of I genuinely think defense, offense, midfield from top to bottom.
0: I think depth for me pushes the attack above the defense. Personally.
1: well, if you, I'm talking about like just purely if you're putting a lineup out there, what I, what I have, like if I'm putting a team out, what am I? What part of the field am I most confident in? And it's the defense.
0: Defense that's allowed six goals in three games. So obviously injuries. Yeah, happen, but this but- is
1: injuries and with like I want to see this defense with an actual left back. Like it's like. To actually, if you put, if you put, I'm telling you, if you put somebody at left back that's competent and can get forward, that's going to help the offense. That's going to help the defense. The pressure on the the, the left center back isn't going to be as as serious. Um, Guy is going to have an easier time. It's just going to take so much pressure off a lot of people if you have a guy there that you know is good with the ball at his feet. Not that Kyle Smith isn't, but Kyle Smith is a pass-first player, and that's. Kyle Smith's not fine. good
0: with the ball at his feet at this level, though.
1: Well, no, no, no I know, but I'm, I'm not saying. He, but he's not bad. Like he's not actively bad.
0: And he like, doesn't have he, stone feet, I guess. No, he can,
1: he can, he can get. A, if he needs to make a move, he can make a move and and pass the ball, which is his game, and I respect the hell out of it. But if we have a guy out there that can like. Move with the ball, it's going to change the defense completely. And I think the defense up until this recent run, which we both think is going to probably end, hopefully, um, it's going to, it, before that, it was the defense was solid.
0: Well, how much of this run do you blame Brandon Austin for, who's taken a ton of shit lately, who has not had some great games? Obviously, he's a young kid, second season really playing, first couple of matches really playing, looked good against the was Miami his first game or was San Jose maybe? Has he had four appearances already? Um, you know, it's he, he's looked a little rough. Do you, like, if Galese, when Galece goes on international duty again for World Cup qualifiers at the end of the season, potentially in the playoffs, how confident are you in him?
1: Not very confident. And it's not really anything against him specifically. It's just kind of like he's a young kid um i feel like when you're i feel like when you in any sport when you come in if you're like a special player you make an immediate impact and you make yourself known no matter how young or you are you know what i mean and and he could go on and have a great career um but i just feel as though from what i've seen like the ability to put like to be like a guy say type figure i don't think it's there and I'm not saying just because he's 22. Like, I think, like I said, I think he's going to have a good career, but I don't think he's ever going to be like one of the best in his league anywhere
0: personally. Yeah. I mean, he's good with the ball at his feet. That's probably his biggest like positive. That's because he's English, right? That has to be because he's English. Yeah. I mean, he's, he grew up there. Um, I think he actually was born there. It's just, his dad is from the Virgin islands. Um, yeah, he's good with the ball at his feet. Yeah, he's made a few good stops. The defense kind of hung him out to dry a little bit. But, you know, those are saves that Golese probably makes on a couple of those and maybe keeps us in those games. So what
1: I, what, what I do want to speak about one more thing about him, though, is, like, it's so tough to watch somebody come in and have struggles when they're first coming in as a young player because you know that they're just, like, overthinking everything because of it. Like, veterans hear shit they hear boos and they laugh at it because they know that they're gonna get better like it's gonna it's gonna get better it's the way sports are it gets better it always gets better it always gets worse it always gets better it always gets worse so but when you're a kid his age that doesn't have that experience to know like maybe it's not gonna get better like that's gotta be fucking stressful man
0: I mean, it's it's kind of tough when you like juxtapose him with Halliday, who came into the team and had like one bad game but then kind exactly. of steadied out a little bit obviously goalkeeper is a way bigger um piece on the way field tougher. than than right back but halliday has been cool calm and collected like he's not obviously make a ton of mistakes he's not like uh these other kind of young fullbacks that are moving to Europe early on but he's a guy who Projects like he's going to be a solid piece for this team going forward if he can develop the offensive side, and he's not awful offensively. But um,
1: how tall you know, ha- is he,
0: Halliday? Uh he's kind of tall. I think he's about six foot. I know Moss is like pretty tall. Halliday is six one. He could be on the podcast. He's allowed.
1: <laughs> he's a, I just. I mean, that's a that's a solid sized young man. And, I mean, good, I mean, he looks like it. He, he looks like he, he looks like an athlete. Like he he runs around, and he just looks like a solid athlete. So that's why I was wondering.
0: Yeah, Moss is about six foot, so we got we got some some big boys on the back line here. Um, but I think the midfield struggles. I think Moss and hopefully Juan comes back. And because last year so much of our attack was through the fullbacks, and the midfield just kind of had to be solid. They were just kind of like like Liverpool, right? Liverpool, so much of their attack goes through the fullbacks and so much of their attack goes through the forwards that the midfield is just kind of in there to mix things up and just be a solid piece, which is what ours was last year. And with no attack from the fullbacks and the, uh, the wingers having to pull back so much, the midfield has kind of been asked to do more. And Pereira obviously hasn't been uh, up to snuff either. So the whole kind of midfield has been struggling. So I'd like to see with some attacking fullbacks, the midfield get back into form too. So I think, I think Moss is a huge pickup. Um, and I th-
1: it sucks that Pereira is having such a tough time too, because I was, he was showing up, showing out for a little while there.
0: Yeah. I mean, my thing is his game has always been predicated on like making that killer pass, but like outside of that, he does like, obviously he's very good keeping the ball and he's very good at the killer pass outside of that. He's fine. You know, he's not like an elite player in any other real circumstances. So it's, it's stuff that he hasn't lost. So I'm confident he could get back to that, but it doesn't look great. Hypothetical. Okay. We sign a DP this summer. Would you rather it be a striker or a number 10? Assuming... That Pato comes back, and you're comparing Pereira and Pato. They're both available and playing, but neither is a stud. So you have options, but somebody, some agent comes to you and says, I have a DP striker and a DP number 10. Which one do you want? Genuinely think I'm going with the number 10. You think, like, old Pato. Obviously, we haven't seen Pato, so it's tough to make that call. But Pato, Tesho those are our yeah, That's it. because
1: i think if you put your if you also like nani's leaving so like he's going to be replaced by somebody um i think i don't think you necessarily need an elite striker even for mls standards i think you need a guy that can score goals and if a guy if, if there's a, somebody that can go out there and just be, like, be, like the facilitators get him the ball and he puts it in the back of the net. Like that's all I need. But the ten, I feel like the ten is the maybe the most important position on the pitch ex- outside of goalie. Um, purely because like you are on the ball so much, you're in charge of being creative. Like your job is the creativity in the offense. You connect the forwards with the midfield. Like, it's just a whole, it's an encompassing job that is very hard. So I feel like if I could get a number 10, and I, and besides Kaka, have we ever had, like, a beast number 10?
0: Beast number 10? No. Beast chance creator? Yeah, Yoshio too. Who made well, I was uh, gonna
1: say Yoshi kind of played 10 a little bit,
0: yeah, but like I, I don't know, I've always liked and maybe it's just because I'm uh I'm a sheep and I like the the fads and I like the 4 3 3 with the attacking like creative number eight, which Yoshi is. Um, he made Copa America team of the tournament though. Like, I, I like Yoshi is probably my favorite player that's come through Orlando. It's not, I don't even know if it's close, honestly. He's legitimately, I love watching him play. Um, but I don't know, like. Calling him a ten is kind of on the border there, but I think you have a point where like number tens have made bigger impacts. Like you look at around the league, Nico Ladero, Pozuelo in Toronto, Sateldo in Toronto, uh, Zelo Ryan in Columbus. You've got um, Carlos Heel in New England, who might be MVP this year. Like just attacking midfielders come in because I mean if you get an attacking midfielder that can create and score.
1: You're going to shit on this league. You're going to shit on this league. Like you're going to go out there every game because it's hard to defend a good 10. It really is. It's they, they are tricky. If they, they, it's almost like a player that draws If Everybody gets drawn to them and it leaves everybody, somebody else open all the time. And if they're good facilitators, it's a it's a position that is of need, and it's a position that is super important. And I think, it, honestly, it's in my opinion, it's one of the most important, if not uh, of the of the out, uh, the uh, outfield players. It is, if not the most important, the second most important position. And I feel like nobody ever talks about it.
0: They've kind of gone out of style, though. Like it used to be a huge deal back in the day. back in the day was like six years ago. I feel uh, like when soccer
1: was better, when we were just having this conversation last podcast, man, it was better back then.
0: We'll be that old now? Get off my lawn. Back in my day, Mesut Ozil was a good player. Mm-hmm. Playing for Real Madrid, dude. not this garbage Arsenal team. Like, dude, for real. I mean, that was the shit. So, yeah, I, the attack, though, I think is right now a strength, but it could very quickly take a turn. If DK goes, and obviously now we have the Chris Mueller talk, all of a sudden, what used to be a strength could become, like, in the shitter, honestly. Because if Pato, Pato's got injury issues. Tesho is Tesho. Nani is, like, the cornerstone now. Alvarado hasn't really stepped up. vader looks good. But it goes from an elite unit to, like, eh, we got some good pieces. So here's is my question. Is there
1: any way we could trade? Is there any way, like, is there such thing as a sign-in trade in MLS?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Can we
1: sign Chris Mueller and then ship him off for like a good player?
0: <laughs> I think that's kind of what selling is though, right? You get that money, you get cap space and then you don't have to deal yeah, but with. Yeah, nobody's
1: going to buy him with this with so little left on his contract.
0: People are offering money. That's the, this is the thing, right? Okay, so if you haven't seen the reports and you're living under a rock, Chris Mueller is wanted by a ton of Belgian teams. I guess they just they see the Mueller and they're like, "Oh yeah. ah, yeah." He probably likes Belgian beer. I don't know chocolate beer. What do they have there? Have you seen In Bruges with uh, Colin Farrell? And... I hated that movie. I, I have seen it like three times. You make, you make so
1: you make you you definitely strike me as a person that likes In Bruges hundred
0: <laughs> percent. I just I don't know, man. It's Irish humor. And Irish humor is not that funny to most people. But he's like, what the fuck is there in Bruges? there's just like architecture. That to me is Belgium. Like, what is Belgium? Um, It's like
1: French Germany. That's literally what
0: it is. Two languages split in half. Uh, It's so weird. It's such a weird country. Um, He's also got offers from the Netherlands and Germany. Orlando basically has no say. If he wants to sign a contract tomorrow, he can do that. He's he's in his pre-contract phase. He's about to turn 25. It seems like he's done here. The Chris Mueller era is over or will be over in six months at most. I would like to reflect on his career a little bit at the end of this whole thing cuz you, you have post leaving post leaving No like it, I I would like to like we're rather have a long Chris Mueller talk cuz I feel like it, he deserves it one and two okay. it is important for this team like how important is keeping Chris Mueller to the title aspirations knowing that it's going to be difficult to replace a cheap domestic player midseason Oh
1: 100% it's it's he would be the hardest person to replace in this current situation,
0: mm, Daryl Dickey. Yeah, but you're talking Dale about production. with no international spot. That's but you're the talking thing. about
1: production. I'm talking about purely just like literally, it's hard to replace him at all because he's not an international spot, he's not. Um, He's, he's he's well, I mean depending on what these clubs are offering in Belgium. I was gonna say he's probably not fetching that much, but maybe he is because maybe there's not getting anything.
0: Like, let's be honest. He's not like you can't the only question is can are you willing to let him walk for free? Yes. Or do you want to take a picture? I would have done that a year ago. <laughs> but okay, I wanna I wanna talk about Muzi because I feel like we might have fucked this a little bit. But you know, DK. Obviously, other than the money, the money is the big difference there. But DK is also domestic, doesn't isn't even on the books. Like he's not counting towards the cap hit, so him leaving does not open cap space. The money coming in is what opens cap space. Chris will at least open a little bit of cap space, not a lot. He's on his rookie deal, and then the money's not going to be that much. The thing is, we have wingers. We have Vanderwater. Benji's playing potentially his best soccer his career, so we have a little more leeway. Do you take the money, or do you risk it for the biscuit and say, "I will let you go for free"? I'm willing to let you go for free, because I believe that you are enough of a difference maker that we will win a title because we let you walk for free. Or at least I mean, yeah, the second them.
1: one. The second one.
0: So you're completely fine letting him stay going for free. I mean, especially like the problem is yeah, because left so because
1: away. like I said, it's li- it's impossible to. Replace him like you're never going to get somebody that is domestic. That is, um, well, I guess you can't say under control because he's not, but like you're just not able to find a piece that is going to score as many goals as he is. And even if he scores three goals, that's honestly probably true. Like it's he's hard to find somebody to replace. Um, DK, at least you get the international spot, so it's no, like he's you not international, you don't get anything. Oh, that's right, that's right. Excuse me, DK thinking, is the same thing yeah, but DK is a be- DK is like obviously fetching way more money.
0: Yeah, I, I think,
1: and he has a longer time left on his contract.
0: So. Yeah, like DK is probably harder to replace because for me, like Vanderwater is the Mueller replacement. Like, I don't think when Mueller walks, I don't think we're gonna go out and have to sign another right wing because we just spent 1.5 million dollars on him. So now this is this is where I kind of get hung up. Okay, so this winter, according to the reports, we offered him an extension. Two parties couldn't come to an agreement. I don't blame him. This is probably his one good chance to go to Europe. He's got European interest. But the club had just spent $1.5 million on a right winger. Mueller was coming off his best season of his career. They knew he was not going to resign. Why wasn't he sold then? Because
1: it's the same conversation we've had over and over and over and over and over again, because this club does not know how to plan shit. They don't know how to look past tomorrow. Like honestly, and it just keep everything that happens. Just keeps in my mind, proving more and more that all of this success is the manager. If it wasn't for this manager, we'd probably be sitting where we were in 2018 Like absolute dog shit. So for me, it's just like, this team does not understand how the business of soccer works. And maybe they know international soccer more, um, but they don't know anything about MLS because they've proven over time that they just keep doing stupid shit. This is a perfect
0: example. Unless, the only thing that really like makes sense is if you were a little greedy and you were like, okay, With Van der and Nani and Mueller, we can be an elite team. You're willing – They basically, they would have had to make the decision that they were willing to let him walk in the winter. So this was coming. The fact that they're reluctant to sell, I think, is horseshit. I don't think he's getting sold. I think he's here for the next six months. And because he didn't get moved at the peak of his value when he had a year left on his deal, either that or teams just weren't that interested in him and they were not spending any money.
1: Or – the manager said he I need him because I have cup aspirations.
0: Yeah, I mean that i mean, that's the thing. Like, but I mean, at some point, you got the GM has to be like, right now we have the most flexibility we will have all season. It's the offseason. We can sell him and then bring somebody else in. Mid season, infinitely more difficult. Midseason's also more difficult because we can't open up international spots with green cards like we could magically do in previous seasons. So and it also begs the question, why bring Vandervater in? When we were looking at Vandervater last when, last summer, like we were going to bring know, him in. That's what I'm saying. So when you brought him in, why
1: weren't they comfortable with selling?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's my big thing. Like, if you were like, okay, well, we need Mueller to be our starter. But they spent $1.5 million on yeah, Vandervater, yeah. and he's a tan piece who was going to compete with Mueller for minutes anyway. So you're saying by bringing in Vandervater – Mueller's value is going to go down or you overpaid for Vanderwater. Like, those are your two options there because one of them's got to hit the pine. So I just, I don't, I, I think, it, like, it's nice to have all those options, but because you did that, in the winter, you were basically saying, we're going to let you walk.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I was trying to give the club the benefit of the doubt, and then we thought about it a little bit more, and that and just got pulled right away from them because that's just fucked up like
0: oh man I am gonna be a little sad that he's gone I know we shit on him all the time and he's the favorite punching bag of the league and I really hope he's still here when Matt comes back because he's gonna do a full review of his book and it's not gonna be it's not gonna shine a good light on Chris Mueller um but I don't know man like he was fun he is fun, you know. He's a fun guy to have on the no, team.
1: No, 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 no. no Come no, on, no. Though. Everybody he's loves never, a little shithousery. I'm not. No, he to to say he's fun or good to have on the team, and I'm not like if I met him and just was like had no idea who he was, hammered at the bar. I said hello to him. He's
0: probably a great guy. But like the guy. No, I would say that's definitely not it. I don't like him as a person. I like him on the field. Uh,
1: no, I don't like him either. Well, then if, 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 if honestly, the way I look at it is, I like him less on the field than I like him as a person, and I don't really like him as a person. So it's just like
0: a, <laughs> I was about just to go say, uh, after reading after reading what Matt has said from his book. Yeah, that's that's a low bar.
1: Well, it's just like it's like the kid just it, I don't it's almost as if he said, hey, I just want somebody to come and write down what I say. And then five minutes in that person was like, oh, shit, like <laughs> we fucked
0: up. I I don't know, like he's 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 brought some good memories, some good moments. He's been a, he's been a solid piece. He scored 10 goals last year, you know, like as much as we shit on the kid and for all of his flaws he he's a fun player. He is a solid player. I am happy that he is getting a move to Europe. I think you know we said this since we brought him in, he is a guy who could go over to like a level like Belgium and like lower Belgium and do and you know be a solid piece. Like that is I think his level. So, you know, good for him. I don't know if I'm going to be super disappointed that he's gone, but I am going to be a little sad. <laughs> You're gonna you you don't know if you're gonna be disappointed. Okay, I'm good. not really gonna be disappointed because I think Vander no. is a better player, and I I think Benji's playing the best soccer of his career, and I don't really that's my thing. It's like if you ha- if you're able, like if say Julian Green, right? Say Julian Green, who's from Central Florida, is a is a winger, attacking midfielder, domestic. Says, hey, I want to come back to MLS. I will obviously he's gonna take make more money than Mueller. But if he said that, I'd be like, yeah, bye, Chris. We don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need him. now. He is a luxury, <laughs> but he is, but that's the thing. Is that luxury, is that luxury going to win us a title? Is I he,
1: personally do not think that the difference between winning a title and not winning a title is Chris Mueller. I do. I've never But he doesn't that hurt.
0: Often. But he doesn't hurt,
1: right? He doesn't hurt, but that's also, like that's literally what a luxury is. And like, for a luxury, you're expecting like Givenchy or like Gucci or like some <laughs> shit. Like that. You're not get, asking for Chris Mueller. This is this is not what you want. Like you're luxury. Baby? No, exactly. If somebody said you want to get a brand name and they walk me into fucking the Gap, I'm gonna slap them, dude.
0: He is kind of like a Gap. As if the Gap was a person, it would be Chris Mueller.
1: <laughs> he is. He looks like. He, you know what he is? He's the gap because the gap, in my opinion, the gap is just like more upscale
0: old Navy. Like, it's literally what it is. Like, they're owned by the same people. It's literally that.
1: Yeah. Do you remember, though, back in the day, like, I'm talking like 15, maybe more years ago, when you used to go into a mall and there would be an old Navy and a gap, but they were like back then, they were the same exact store, like, even the same level. Like, you were just like, Isn't this, is this old Navy too? Like, what the fuck are we doing?
0: <laughs> You know what's really fucked up? So the mall in Gainesville used to have a Macy's, right? And it closed down. Malls are just dying. They're malling it up. So we were at the mall the last week and where I was like, okay, I, I want to stop in at Dillard's and check out Dillard's. And we walked into Dillard's and it was only women's stuff. And they were like, oh no, you gotta go to men's Dillard's. I was like, you have two Dillards in the same mall split by gender? What the fuck is this? Yo, I actually think they do that in
1: Daytona too. Now that I'm thinking about that, that's fucking crazy. That is it's just weird. like,
0: hey man, malls are dying. Dillard's is like, I'm going all in. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> we're going to have multiple Dillard's. Because I was talking to my parents about it and they're like, yeah, it's the same way here. And Dillard's is just like, we're going to buy retail space in malls. Shh. So if if Chris is the gap, who's been in a republic? Like, who's a slight step above Chris? Not quite, not quite nice, but better. Vanderbotter? I, I'm, that's kind of fair yeah i'd say van probably because he,
1: he's like he knows what he is <laughs> he like, kind of like looks like him like he's his twin brother
0: but they're not identical and you're like what the fuck he's like he knows what he is he's like oh, i'm not gonna play for a big club i'm gonna go to your mls and experience something different he's like yeah he's good Good for him
1: he's solid you know i'd be interested to read his book because i guarantee you it's not fucking toilet paper like chris Mueller's.
0: Vanderwater was like talking about penises with people like on like live TV. Do you know? Remember when he were going to sign him yeah. and he got into a car with like for like a talk show, like a a lot like not like a live, but like a, a late night talk show on the Netherlands, and they're talking like about James like kind of yeah, where they were just driving around and they were talking about like having se- how you have sex with women, and I was like, this would never fly in America for this to be like like if if they brought in Aaron Rodgers and we're like so. Shailene Woodley. <laughs> right? Like, that would never, ever fly. What um, was me. her name? The
1: fucking race car driver? Uh, so, Danica
0: Dana. Patrick. Olivia Munn. <laughs> if You had... Uh, Mary fuck, kill. Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick, and Shailene Woodley. And he's like, well, I'll tell you uh, what. Yeah. I'm not marrying Shailene. <laughs> no, no, no. no.
1: I'd marry probably Olivia Munn in that situation, for sure.
0: 100%. She, I don't know. He, he like, went... I don't know. I don't know if it's it's better or worse to Shaylee Midley, but it's not Olivia Munn, so it doesn't fucking matter.
1: You know what I mean? Nah, if you haven't seen the network or what was it? The newsroom on Showtime. Everybody listening needs to watch that show. It's fantastic. And you get to look at Olivia Munn. Like it's a good show, and you get the eye candy. What else do you want?
0: Pirate that because nobody needs to buy Showtime. Nobody needs to Yeah, buy no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. So if Here's the, here's the kicker according to Orlando city communications team, which again, can't really trust him as far as you can throw him, Sebas Mendez is in a similar situation to Chris Mueller. This he is in the third year of what was announced as a three-year contract. He just had a kick ass Copa America. Naturally. He also has a green card. So he wouldn't get us an international spot because all the players that people want are domestic. Would you sell him? You, I think you have to sell Mendez. You cannot let Mendez walk for free. Yeah, 100%. We sunk, we, sunk a, we sunk millions of dollars into Mendez as a trans Well, I
1: also think it's it's also because, like, pers- well, who do you think fetches more money? Mendez. Easy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank God. And I was hoping that I wasn't too far off there. But I'm thinking, like, you have to buy him purely just because of the financial reason. And not even what he cost. It's just, he's getting more money. He has more hype right now. Like, right now, for him... Is what like a year ago, maybe six months to a year ago was for Chris Mueller when everybody was like, "Oh my god, Chris Mueller, Chris Mueller, Chris Mueller," and it's like, "No, he's got to go," but he he didn't go,
0: unfortunately. I, it would be a rough fucking window if we lose DK Mueller and Mendes It'd be rough.
1: Yeah, it really would be because it would force people that aren't used to getting as many minutes as they're going to get into positions that they're probably not going to be comfortable with. There's going to be some speed bumps here. That's why I'm just hoping that like after the international break, we can just come, everybody can come back and we can just fucking like really put our keystones into the spots and then just hopefully ride it out with everybody else. Like almost like a Kyle Smith at left back situation, but everywhere else.
0: Do you think we see, assuming that Moss is the guy, do you think we see a full first choice 11 at any point this season?
1: Uh, Yes. Well, I mean, it depends because it's your first choice Pato.
0: I don't know, is it? Let's assume DK's gone.
1: Yeah, then Pato is your first choice. So I would say Or a DP. so what would that be? It would be it would be Nani. Yeah. Nani. Yeah. Be, Nani, Nani let's pereira. Say right
0: let's say Nani Pereira Vandervater. We'll say Pato. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Urso Mendez. Well Mendez might go. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, so bank. if
1: he goes, we step stepping in
0: Uri. Uri or Pereira. pereira has been I don't I don't really like that combo. That pereira Urso combo. Neither of them are really number sixes. So yeah. I don't I don't really like that, but also Uri is looking like he's like on his last legs here too. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's been hurt for a long time, so I'm like hesitant to pass too much judgment. But like, I think we could be low searching for two number sixes in the winter.
1: So, so basically, what the defense is is
0: Moss, Janssen, or Schlegel, Carlos, Juan, Gleason. It There's a good shot. Yeah.
1: I think honestly, there's a good shot that that that. I mean, you're, you, outside of the one number six, then that's the. That's the only thing that you don't really know who's the first choice. Outside of that, I think we could do that. I think we're gonna to need to do that. If we don't do that, then we're completely fucked because that team, still has question marks all over it.
0: Yeah, we've got. I mean, yeah, I, I think the depth is solid. So I don't know if like we need to. Like I, I guarantee when we go into the playoffs, we're not gonna have a first choice eleven. Just the the way the cookie crumbles, that's gonna be hard to do. All right, I asked you this last week, but is there a new DP this window? Are the mosses just like dicks on the table? DK's gone. I think now I think the mosses are a reason that Mueller doesn't go because money's not that big of a deal to them.
1: Um yeah I think that's true like it's not all about the the red, uh, red and green numbers with these people because they're just I I this is a, hopefully a situation where they can show that they're going to spend money and this isn't just a money making operation so I think we could I think the likelihood of it happening is probably like 55% I think we, that this team knows that they need somebody
0: if we don't get a DP, which again Without an international spot, potentially gouged. What's the ceiling of this team? Without DK?
1: the ceiling is probably fourth.
0: Is that a big maybe, deal? Now, nah,
1: maybe a playoff win. Maybe a playoff win. I don't think they get much further than that.
0: I think you could go. I think you could go. I think the the cup winning, like we need. I like another match winner. You know what I mean? Like Nani's a match winner. Galési is kind of a match winner.
1: The whole gate. <laughs> Bro, Galési might be my favorite player that's ever come through here. That guy is a match winner.
0: What is it about Peruvians, man? Except for Asquez. We're gonna talk about him.
1: <laughs> we, literally, we literally forgot about him.
0: I but like my my like Galese is a match winner, but like you need to score to win. So that's why I think Nani's just that level above.
1: Yeah. Um
0: but man, I I don't know. Like the, like I think the expectation for this team, regardless of DKC or not, is a home playoff game. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I guess so. For me, honestly, there's so many question marks. There's so many of them. Are there? Like the defense, obviously,
0: like health is one thing. But Moss shores up that question at left back. But that's not he hasn't yet. He still is a question mark himself. Honestly, as long as he's not made out of glass or he's not made out of sugar. How do you know he's not going to be Moutinho part
1: two? And I'm not even saying it's going to be as bad, but maybe he misses some time. That's still garbage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm I'm making a lot of assumptions, but I like just the fact that we have another left back makes me so much more like oh, yeah. positive about the situation. Cause like, yeah, it maybe he misses a couple games, but we know that Smith can step in. So as long as we're not in a situation where Mutinho, Moss, and Juan aren't out at the same time, I think we're gonna be okay.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think that the, I, I think that it's possible that this team goes out and stays in the top three. Like I think if that's possible too, but I also see and being more realistic and thinking to myself, there's a situation out there where I I think right now the only thing this team can literally not do is miss the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. That'd be an abject failure. I think yeah like Pareja would have to like leave the team for that. Like I don't know this team like as long as Pareja's here, I feel like we're gonna make the playoffs. Like I don't Give him any talent, and Nani is that talent. We're gonna be okay. We'll make the playoffs. We'll be a top half team. You know what I mean? Anything else you want to touch on? No, I don't think so. I filmed out the game. Score prediction?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say two nothing, Orlando yeah interesting
0: is I back. because
1: toronto was so bad dude like yeah. i don't even understand but there also are they are also back at home and we are traveling so that's a, they that's just a, got their
0: head coach fired which could be a positive for them
1: that's a that i mean i feel like that what's the it's, there's like a legitimate statistic i don't know if it's just in one particular sport but i just remember like the winning percentage the game after you fired, i think it's hockey they it's a game after you fire your head coach. It's hilarious. It's like 83%. It's yeah. like it's impossible to beat those teams. Yeah,
0: they didn't have Bobby Murphy coaching them, I guess. No, that's for sure. I don't think Bobby Murphy won a game. I think it was 03 and 3. So bad, bro. <laughs> Matt has his signature, and I love that about that.
1: On an Orlando City jersey, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and it's just a who's who of disappointment. Bobby Murphy, Dom um, Dwyer, Justin Marum, I think I don't know. Maybe Merriam didn't go to that game. I think that's the one he got off because. What if Matt him.
1: meets? What if Matt meets Dom Dwyer after the Sydney Leroux shit? Well, he's you know Matt. he would say some shit. Oh, Matt would be some, would be salty as hell.
0: Hey. And then we'd be like Matt, where'd you get that black eye? And you're like, I met Dom Dwyer over the weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say one-one. I feel good with Galece back. I feel good with Mendez back. Like I think, as much as like I shit on Mendez, and I don't think he's like a great player. I mean, he's more solid than what we've had. Um, I feel good that the offense can get one in any game, but uh, the defense. So if we're gonna have Halliday and Smith again, and if AC is still hurt, yeah. So I'm gonna go one-one, but road point is a point, and that's all you can ask. That is all the time yeah, we, we have. Is that is all the time we have for today, though. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to the find Podcasts. Uh, jump on the Orlando City Discord, talk away matches. It's always fun uh, in the games there. And uh, my name is Logan, and from Matt and Alex. See you next time.